you scroll down to the bottom of pretty much any website, you're going to see in the footer a little copyright notice. It'll say something like copyright 2018 followed by the name of the business. So mine says copyright 2018 the artist JD LLC. What does this notice mean? Does it really do any good? How do you create one? That's exactly what we're going to cover in this week's episode of Ask Kif. This week's question comes to us from Dan in Oregon. Dan asks, can I place a blanket copyright on everything on my website? Great question, Dan. Hi, I'm Tiffany Staley, founder of The Artist JD, a place designed to add ease to the legalese of running your creative business. Since 1989, the copyright notice, that copyright year followed by who the copyright owner is, that's been optional. Prior to 1989, putting that copyright notice on your content was a requirement to get copyright. But since 1989, it's completely optional. So even though a copyright notice isn't required, it's a good idea to include because it puts people on notice that your content is copyrighted. So your copyright notice is just going to say, this is the year that this content was first published. This is, it's protected by copyright, using the copyright symbol, and then the name of your business. If you have multiple authors of your blog and you want to list that out, then that notice just becomes longer. That would be copyright 2017, the artist JD, LLC, and Tiffany Stately. Here in the United States, we operate on an incentive-based copyright registration system. So in order to enforce your copyrights, registration is pretty much required. Sure, yes, you can enforce an unregistered copyright, but it's way harder than enforcing a registered copyright. So a great resource if you are considering registering your website with the U.S. Copyright Office is what's called the Compendium. This is a publication that's printed by the U.S. Copyright Office. It's available electronically as a PDF, so you don't have to worry about getting a copy. Um, and it's close to 1,500 pages long, and it covers all the aspects of what is and isn't registrable with the U.S. Copyright Office and provides lots of tips and tricks about how to go about registering it. So if you're considering registering your website, you're going to go and I'm going to give you the link to the compendium and you're going to grab chapter 1000 and it goes through exactly how you're going to register your website. Remember, the downside of registering your website with the U.S. Copyright Office is what you register is set in stone. It's that exact thing that you upload to the U.S. Copyright Office. So if you change your about page, your new about page isn't covered. If you publish 20 new blog posts, those 20 blog posts aren't covered. If you revamp your services page, that new services page isn't covered. What's covered is what's exactly submitted. So with websites, it's one of those things that you're going to have to do on an ongoing basis if you want to register it. And remember, registration is pretty critical to enforcement. The other thing that is important when it comes to registering your websites with the U.S. Copyright Office is that page of the application that's called the Exclusions page. A couple weeks back, I did a video where I walked you through how you're going to fill out that page. So I'm going to give you the link to that Ask Kif episode as well so that you can see how you'd fill out that page. Next week, we're going to be talking about patterns and copyright. 
can those patterns that you write be protected by copyright? So if you create patterns, you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. Got a question you want me to cover in an upcoming episode? Make sure you leave it in the comments below. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you soon.